0: This is iFanboy Pick of the Week, episode 757, brought to you by iFanboy listeners just like you who are washing their hands and wearing their masks and being good. Pick of the Week, episode seven hundred and fifty-seven. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. This is Josh Flanagan.
1: This is Josh Flanagan. Thank you for reminding me.
0: You're welcome. We are a fanboy. Every week we read a bunch of comics, and one of us picks their favorite one. We call it the Pick of the Week. We talk about that book, other books in the week, the Patron Picks, Listener Mail. Hopefully, it'll be fun. It's a good time. Everyone needs fun in their lives. Staring into the infinite void. Being self-aware.
1: I. I'm looking at the abyss and I am <laughs> waiting for its return just, gaze. Just take me. And I feel as if the abyss is ignoring me, and so I stare deeper.
0: The abyss the abyss ignores you until it doesn't.
1: Well, I'm I, I'm here to say abyss. <laughs> I will be right here for when you are ready. <laughs> uh and I look forward uh to your staring back at me. Jeez, you think we'd be happier
0: last week. Here's a spoiler warning. <laughs> <laughs> some spoilers. This is a review show. There's spoilers. Exercise some caution. Josh, you had one of those weeks, huh?
1: Okay, so my pick is Scarant Hood* number one uh, from IDW, and I don't really have qualifications other than the fact that I have read a, a lot of new books this week.
0: That's what I'm saying. Clearly, I'm seeing. I'm looking at the rundown.
1: Yeah, and I and I had. I was actually really glad to see there was a there was a good uh, section of number ones. Um, and I had fun reading them. Like, like, so, so, uh, Scaring by, by written and drawn by Nick Roche. I had no idea what it was. I really? just said, you know, I looked at it and I thought, that's, that's kind of, I like the art style, uh, and it was about parents, and and I thought oh, that's interesting. And it's it's British, so it's about British parents, and so it's you know it's got that little bit of spice of exoticism. Now, if you're listening and you're British, you're like, no, it isn't. But to <laughs> us, it's just a little bit different, and so that makes it interesting to folk like me. Um, and it, basically, it is. I'm trying to explain this. It is a, a group of parents uh, who drop their kids off at school, and the the main guy, the dad. Uh, the mom's not around for some reason, and they are alluding to it, but not really saying why. Um, and he is dropping the kid off at daycare, and and then has to go back and work for a little while, and then comes back to pick um, comes back to pick up the girl. He he he's all about his daughter. He really cares whether she's a you know like a little cute three year old or whatever. Yep. And they're standing outside of of the daycare, and and they start talking about this this place where a kid disappeared under the stage. Mm. Like he crawled in there, and you know, then he never came back. And they're like, "That's ridiculous." And then one of the other guys goes, "No, he was my brother." And so they they dare the one dad, like the one dad, the main character is is very skeptical about all of this. And so they're like, "Fine, go under there." So he's like, "Whatever," and he goes under there, and something weird happens, and then he comes out, and it's ten hours later. Mm. And you know, like somebody else had to. And this the scary part is like somebody. Whatever is going on, somebody else had to pick up his kid and his kid who is already, you know, at the edge of being traumatized by the fact that the mother's not there is, is you know, really upset. And I was like, I understand this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, it goes on as they're trying to figure out what this mystery is and some other kind of weird stuff happens. Uh, and I just didn't know... I, I didn't have any expectations of it, and at the end, I was like, I, I kind of really enjoyed that. And it wasn't like the greatest book ever made, but you know, when I looked at all the other superhero books, and I enjoyed my books this week, like I, mm-hmm. I, I really yeah. had a good time reading. But like, what am I going to talk about? Am I going to talk about like, do I have anything new to say about the Iron Man book or about the Superman book or like, I didn't I actually were-
0: did. I had I had a ton. I I, I wish the show was twice as long this week because so I I could have added. Mm-hmm. Twenty books right that. All
1: right. Well, not that I didn't have anything to say about it, but I didn't really have a reason to make a pick of the week, other than you know sure. it's the same stuff that I had liked before, and you know th- th- this book. Like I was like, I, I really want to know what's going to happen next, and it is one of those things where you know we talk about I'm not a genre, I'm not a, a horror person, I'm not really a, a you know um, supernatural person, but you know at, at the end of the day, like the basis of the characters in this were such that I was like, "Oh, this is this is I don't I've never read a comic book like this. I don't know what you know, this you,
0: is." You've opened up the floodgates now because now the patrons can, can return to picking horror books.
1: I, I mean, they're going to pick they're going to pick whatever the biggest image number 1 is in a given week, so whatever. <laughs> um, you know, I I'm not going to tell you that the bit that we talked about a little while ago about only doing the same kind of books didn't affect me in some way. Um and and it's it is all as we've done this forever. This has always been in the back of my mind. Like I don't want to, like as a reader, I know what I want to read, and I'll read those things. But as a person who does this show, who is you know we are directly beholden to an audience that wants something. And I we have to try other things. And the problem for a long time is that I didn't enjoy most of those things, so I tend to write them off. But I am making a little more of an effort to sort of like see what else is is going on. Um, it's not like I went too far afield. It's IDW. I probably would have read this anyway, but it, it's in the back of my mind. I was thinking about it, and I said, like, "I'll try this, and I'll, I'll do this." And you know, you know, it was it was a good time. It was creepy. I liked the um, I I liked the the sort of devotion that this worried father, you know, has about his kid, and how like it really is like they absolutely love each other, and she's a, you know drawn like a really cute little girl, and mm-hmm. you know, I I would be shocked if Nick Roche isn't a parent. Because it was, you know, it's completely genuine to the experience of that. And at the same mm-hmm. time, it's got this weird little small town group of people trying to figure out what this odd thing that's going on is. <laughs> and uh, it's just a little askew and weird. And and the parents are all a little different from one each other. And I, I, I did not expect it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like I said, not, not, not the greatest comic ever. But in a world where everything is sort of weird, I mean, literally. Everything is repeating every single day and it's always the same. Like any diversion in that, you know, that you probably saw this. I had that samurai book a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. You know, anything, it, it takes the tiniest thing to sort of take you out of the complete and utter, you know, doldrums of the routines that we're all living in right now. You know, we work from home. The kids are here. We go to work. We do, you know, go to work means upstairs. Everything's the same every day. And mm-hmm. so, if we're looking at comics, it's funny because people say, "Well, superheroes are escapist." Well, they're not for us, right. <laughs> superheroes. You know, and talking about them and reading them and thinking about them and all like that's as routine as it gets for you and I. So when we get to you know break stride on 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 comics, uh, and 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 it's it's you know the thing is when I read a mid tier new number one, you know, I expect it to be mediocre. Mm -hmm. You know, and if something becomes a three and a half or a four, I'm like, well, that's great. More of that. Because we used to get all these interesting image series
0: and they're gone now. Yeah, there's a different it's a different line now. And and
1: and Vertigo, you know, like Vertigo, like we make this joke that Black Label is just Vertigo, but it it actually isn't. You know, like it's all like heavy genre shit in there now. It's either like dark superheroes or you know, horror, that, I, that's pretty much what they're sure. doing, they're not doing, you know, Vertigo would do some, all over the map, you know, they, they had a little bit of a lane, but to either side of that, those, there would be different things, and that stuff doesn't exist, and, and, you know, like over IDW, Boom, Oni, wherever, you know, they don't pay the high test page rates that, like, Vertigo used to, you know, to be able to get that high level of quality where you get a person like Garth Ennis who can sort of do something like that. So these are always sort of crapshoots. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. It, I, think I, I think everyone's sort of focused on genre. Yeah,
1: I, I get that because it's hard to sell uh, a, a Netflix series or movie about, you know, like this group of friends, you know.
0: Although well, this sounds like an easy pitch.
1: It does. No, it 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 totally does. Um, but I think the, the thing that pushed me over the top was uh, the humanity of it. And I really liked the I really like the art a lot. It it mm. just reminded me of those early 2000s often British creators who were doing uh, a lot of comics. I'm trying to think of um like kind of like Phil Bond. It looks it yep. looks like art that would have fit in in a Queen and Country arc early on. Like just a little cartoony but with a nice clean line um you know, good acting, strong expressions but on um you know, exaggerated figures for the most part. Um,
0: so he did uh, Transformers for a while Yeah? Yeah I
1: was thinking that he was the guy who did that weird clue book But I don't think he was And I actually meant to look this up before we started on the show But, you know, let the, let the work just, stand there's He's done a lot way. of Transformer
0: books Yeah,
1: and and for a long time people said Hey, those Transformers books are good So it, it's also really interesting when you think about it Like, there's these licensed books all over the place And there's people doing them You know, and and you kind of give them a short shrift, and and then the other side of those books are people who have talent and good ideas, but they're on a Transformers book, you know, because that was the work that they could get that pays their bills, and every once in a while, somebody gets to do a different thing. I mean, um, I mean, Kyle Starks, who, you know, I had on the show, and he did those really interesting couple of books, you know, he was doing licensed books for a while. Like, that was the thing. Katie Cook did licensed books for a while. It's like how people make their, their livings, but, um...
0: Yeah, he also did a, another horror book for IDW looks like I'm loading it up called Monster Motors, yeah, IDW. So it looks like he's got two lanes. Yep.
1: He's got and he's got a relationship with IDW. So yeah. uh, you know what though like Boom and IDW and Dark Horse, that's the place to go for sort of alternative alternative stuff right now. Their hit rates pretty low because, you know, they they really, I think they're really making their money with licensed books too. Yeah. Um. So you take what you can get You know it was like uh, There was that really great uh, I don't know what it was called Ghost Tree I think Yeah Uh, A year or two ago You know like There's not more series Like that was a great series You know and I, I keep looking for more And that was Supernatural But it was you know Character based and, and quite lovely And beautiful So what are those? I don't know. Glad
0: you enjoyed it Yeah Did Is, you read I it? I assume it's No No okay I, I can't imagine A book less for me
1: no, it was totally fine. I just sometimes you...
0: Yeah, no. I, I It came in... I, I already had 20 books this week. Yeah. I already added two books to my pull list after, you know, making the initial list. So I wasn't going to add any more this week. I had,
1: I didn't think I had that money. I counted them, I had 17.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They were good, though. I mean, the, everything was pretty enjoyable. One of the books that I added to the list after the fact was Superman, Man of Tomorrow, number 19, which you made me read. Uh story by Dave Wheel Ghosts. Wild Gauze. Wild Gaws? I believe.
1: He used to write in. There's two of them. They might be brothers. I'm not sure. But they used to write into the Make Comics podcast. So I remember the name. And then uh, this one uh, was uh, an editor, DC. And he's been doing more of these stories in these books.
0: And Jorge Corona on art. Matt Lopez. Clayton Cowles. And yeah, I mean, uh, this was really great. And also looked terrific. Yeah. There were two DC books this week. We're going to talk about both that had diff, really different, usual art than you would expect from a DC book. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was one of them. Granted, it was a digital first book, but still.
1: Digital first book, but it was done in the straight upright comic book page style. You know, it's not like right. the, the sideways cut in half page. Um, right. And it was just, I, I mean, it, it really this this format of the Man of Tomorrow books and the is it Gotham Knight, whatever these ones, they do the Batman, Superman. You should mm-hmm. do a bunch of them now. You no, know, they're not all hits, but they're sort of like little short story anthologies, yep. and and they're really they can be really interesting. Like I check them; I don't read all of them, but I check them out every time mm-hmm. one comes out to just see like is this is this going to be something kind of cool? And I and I I basically saw the art on this and made it. I was like, oh, that's 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 really fun. So what you've got is Batman and Superman uh, are. Batman. Superman has called up Batman to give him a dressing down uh, at the right. satellite. Um, and then uh, they're attacked by like all of the alternate world versions of themselves. So there's Ultraman from, is it Earth 2? Is that who they are?
0: I think he's Earth 3. Okay.
1: And then you got some bizarros and you got a Batmite and you got, um, I'm not even sure where they're all from. But the point is there's no Batman who laughs. Yeah, the, so it's the okay. Justice,
0: The Justice Lord's superman and uh the bizarro batman and superman ultraman owlman and i guess is that evil batmite i don't know who the little ones are the little yeah baby baby ones that but matter. they get attacked by all their all all the multiverse bad versions of themselves they and then it's becomes a uh fun switch where superman fights all the batman villains and batman fights all the mm-hmm. superman villains and um it was, a, it was a really fun story, but man, this Jorge Cronart was great. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody was just this. Just, Superman's like this bruiser. He's got a giant chin. He's got giant arms, and he looks like a circa man. He, he takes his cape off to fight them. Yeah. Hand to hand. He goes into the r- room with the Red Sun uh, emulator, so he has no power, so he fights them all hand to hand, and Batman's got to deal with beating all the supermen, but who don't get affected by kryptonite. So it was, it was a fun little twist.
1: It uh, Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was like a blast of, you know, one issue of of fun. In fact, not even, it's 16 pages. The last two panels of the book would have made it one of my favorite books of the week, regardless. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> You're a good yeah. friend, Superman. I'm looking at it right now. I don't think I've ever actually seen that. Like, I think no. jokes have been made about it. Um, no. I'm going to go ahead and spoil it for you, but yeah Batman gives Superman a hug like after they've been through this thing you know and it's just like it was just it was really like a fun sh- shortish story uh um you know about Batman and Superman and when you get those right they're they're good you know when you get, if you get that right you get that dynamic right you have all the the fun crazy stuff um and it isn't about a 12 issue arc
0: the uh the face superman makes and batman hugs him is terrific i i Armchair editing, I would have cut all the dialogue except for No One Will Believe You in the final panel. But
1: Yeah, um, I can see
0: that. But uh, it was just a re- really funny gag to end on. You're right. The dialogue that Superman says there is completely unnecessary. Yeah. But I laughed out loud when that scene happened. Yeah.
1: Yep. So that's good because I really texted you. Issue. I said, yeah. you need to read this, and I believe you sent me uh, something untoward. Uh, I sent you a, a gif telling you to get out. Yep, 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 yep. Carrie Grant. Either um, way, I'm glad that it worked out. I had
0: 17 books. I, I had 18 understand. books already. But this was great. And uh, I I don't,
1: I don't wield my power unwisely.
0: Yeah. This is this is a really fun little one shot, like what they've all been, like Josh said. So if you are at all curious, I would check this one out. It was a really fun one. So I'm really I don't know what's going on with this next book.
1: Yeah. So I didn't know what the, uh, I read uh, Resident Alien, Your Rides Here, number one from Dark Horse. I did not know what it was. I don't know who the people are. I, I had no idea. Um, and apparently there was miniseries or there was like, this had appeared in Dark Horse Presents. So this wasn't sort of the beginning of the story.
0: Are you a resident alien person? No. Like, how did this happen? Did you trip over and fall, find yourself holding this book?
1: It's a number one. I said, you know what? And I looked at the cover and I thought, That's not offensive. I thought, I'll take a look. And what I actually thought that I would do is read, you know, three or four pages and go, no, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. So we appear to be in a small town. So the Fed A FedEx man is, uh, is shot by a sniper on the first mm-hmm. page. Uh, and then you see the cops trying to deal with it. And it's, you know, some small town cop and this thing that hasn't happened. And we head into, a, I guess, what's a hospital? I guess it's a clinic. And there's just people sitting around talking about their lives. And then a man comes in who is purple. It's Abin Sir. Abin Mm Sir comes in, and they talk to him like he's a regular guy. He's gone on a trip to New York, and he's back now. And other than the fact that the book is called Resident Alien, Mm -hmm. and he looks like Abin Sir, this is literally just a bunch of people in a small town. And for whatever reason... And it was not, I didn't, they didn't explain it, which I didn't, I didn't know. I wasn't aware that it wasn't a first, you know, it wasn't the first introduction of mm-hmm. this. Uh, you know, when there's, there's like dating drama and, and I, I kind of, I don't know why, but I was completely like, a, I don't know, I want to keep reading this. <laughs> it was so like subtle and low key. And I thought that, the, you know, the characters were, um, I don't know, maybe it's because it, maybe this like, it felt like such a regular slice of actual life. But mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's nice and romantic. You know, then there's some weird shit at the end where the the girl has like a, a Native American vision quest and something's going to, you know, there's a threat that something's going to come back and take the guy away. I don't really know. But I, I just thought it was really interesting that it was, you know, we used to take those video pieces and we would put them in the cold open of our convention shows of people in costumes just doing normal stuff. Yeah. It was a little like that. Mm. Like this guy's the head doctor at a clinic. And the fact that he's an alien isn't really an issue. Like it's there, you can tell. And I'm, I'm like, well, I want to see how this plays out, right? Um, yeah. So, again, unexpected thing. Um, I just really like the tone. If you think about how often, like uh, other books are, spend so much time explaining everything and talking and being over the top to sort of understand who their their characters are. Like the one of the dramas here is that. They brought a new guy in to work at the clinic and the nurses kind of don't like him, but he figured out a way to make them like him more. And now the alien guy, Harry, wants to make him the number two. And mm-hmm. and you know, the town boss guy's like, well, you know, they don't seem to like him. He's like, alright, he's working on that, but I've been working way too much. And I was just like, This is just like watching the Sims. It was <laughs> like I don't oh, know. Boy. It's it really had I, I I liked the art. Um, I thought it was I thought it was a nice style. And I, I just thought the tone of it was was a, a welcome sort of change. It was very matter of fact, but with you know recognizable characters. And I just was, I don't know what it is or where it's going, but I, I, I liked how it was presented.
0: I literally had a conversation with The Sims this week. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I bought it like there
1: was. It was like on sale at the very beginning of the of the lockdown time. Oh, really? I bought it for like three or four bucks or something like that. And it's, I would uh, not
0: do that. I would buy Sim City in a heartbeat.
1: Lindsay, my wife is has been addicted to Sim City for a while now, like
0: literally. I would, I would do that in a heartbeat. IPad. But yeah. the Sims, like, and I don't even get I know. to get Listen to Sims conversation, but like, I don't need to clean a virtual house when I own yeah. house, a real house. Needs to
1: listen. Be I'm still in the tutorial. I tried to move out of it, and I was like, nope, nope, going back into the tutorial.
0: Did it, you play it originally?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you and I. I think I started, and then you were like, we both were at the so same long time. Ago. And we, and we both, like, I think we both started and quit independently of each other and then realized it after the fact. And we quit for the same reason.
0: I like, literally had a moment, and I still remember it vividly, where I yeah. was stressed about doing my virtual laundry. Looked over on my bed, saw real laundry needing to be done, and I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. And turned it off and never turned it back on again. Yeah. Anyway, Detective Comics 1030. This is the other book this week that had really fun and unusual art. This was written by Peter J. Tomasi's art by Bill Cui. Evely, Name I've never heard. I think I would have remembered that name. Because i Matt Lopes, all who also it Superman Man tomorrow and letters by Rob Lee. And this is, this issue is actually a good primer issue. If you're thinking about jumping back onto Detective Comics, it is uh, recapping things that have come before and then sort of setting up what's to come with this story lark that Peter J. Tomas is doing in which a cop uh, lost his eye in a fight as is collateral damage in a fight between Batman and Joker, this happened in Detective Comics one thousand twenty-seven, the big, the big uh, anniversary issue. And so now he's running for mayor on an anti-vigilante platform, but very clearly he's also this villain called, I think, the Mirror. It's kind of dumb, but uh, this issue looked incredible. It had this weird, like, indie retro. Somewhat early Tim Sale vibe to it, and I I, I started reading. And I was like, "What is what is going on here?" And and what, it's just such a, such an unusual Batman Detective comic style to to you know that they don't really experiment on those books with different kind of artists. So it was I was very surprised. They used to. Um,
1: I feel like I have I met a lot of good artists through there.
0: Detective definitely more than Batman. Yes. You're not you're probably not going to see this. I mean, well. Other than when Tom King's writing it and giving, you know, bringing in usual artists on, like, you know, this is where you saw, you saw Jock on Batman, Detective Comics on yeah. Batman. But uh, we also find out in this issue that Alfred is only 22 years older than Bruce.
1: He's pretty young to get in the Butler game.
0: Yeah, they're they're looking at a, a file and it's, Bruce, when he's thir- it's just Bruce Wayne age 13 and Alfred Pennyworth at age 35. So if... Adult Batman is in his early 30s. That would make Alfred in his early 50s. Do you
1: think that adult Batman is still in his early 30s? I think I th- they tried th- to
0: make him younger for the 52, but I think they just fell right back into him. I mean, I think but... he's
1: he's mid to late 30s. He's like astronaut age. It
0: like... depends. I mean, the, the, the it was always Superman was 29 and Batman was 33. That was always sort of the unofficial number. Now, that's I don't know, I'm not saying they adhere to that, but that was always, you know... DC Comics, yeah. I mean obviously like
1: they should not lock it down
0: like no, they no, no, should no. not
1: do that but like what what is it you see in your head
0: I see him early 30s Really? For sure yeah.
1: I feel like he's too self-possessed for that. Oh,
0: he's been self-possessed since he was 8.
1: That's a good point.
0: Otherwise otherwise he's, otherwise he's got, I, mean, I mean like I injuries I,
1: I think the you know the late 50s how lo- how old do you think he is in The Dark Knight Returns? Do they say? He's
0: in, yeah, he's like fifty five or something. That's okay, yeah, say. that
1: makes sense. Yeah. I think that's about right. I just like the idea that he's. Uh, I, I guess I'm just projecting, really, but I, I like the idea that he's just past the point where it's starting to get a little hard, but he sort of pushes through it. Like I, I always love the idea of like he's he's not compromised when he is out doing things, but like there's a moment when he comes home and he sits down and he's just. Ugh. And it's just a little harder than it used to be. Like I like I always think of him at that threshold, that precipice. I think of Superman in the same way too, because try as you might is to keep them in a certain age, you know, like they've been around forever. So in my mind, I'm 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 ascribing a lot of experience to them both, which you could not yeah. get over a certain they, period of time. I guess that's
0: what they're trying to get rid of, like de aging. Yeah, them, but I was um, looking at
1: I was looking at uh,
0: they could be whatever age you want them to be. That's, that's true. The beauty of it.
1: I was looking at a list of the um, Apollo astronauts because mm-hmm. I wasn't sure who was still, you and I were talking, I wasn't sure who was still alive. But what I noticed is that when every pretty much everyone who went to the moon was like 37 to 41. I think mm-hmm. 42 is the oldest guy. Um, and I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense for these, for these guys. Like that's where I picture the elder super. So like, I don't know how much older is, is, is Nightwing? Or, or well, how much older is Batman? It's, it's, Col-
0: it's comic book time, you know, like, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Know, I'm all just, that was, was Bruce when he took on Dick. And then now Dick is in his nebulous twenties. Is he 22? Is he 25? Is he 28? You know, there's no, way to, you know, I think who he's got to
1: be like late twenties. Cause he's got some awareness. I'm, I'm yeah. relating all of this to myself. Like, I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah I was an idiot when I was 24. Not an well, idiot, went, but like, I didn't know.
0: Anything. Batman.
1: Yeah. I'm no Batman. Anyway,
0: this, this was a lot of fun. It, 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 it sets the table, you know, uh, someone's hunting Batman and his family. It's just like Joker world over again and, uh, Robin has quit. So he's, he's remembering all that in case you're someone who doesn't read teen Titans cause you don't know what happened. So this is sort of recapping it for the Batman readers that, that, uh, Damien quit the job. And, uh, so he, there's a, there's a, a meeting of the bat family minus Damien minus Tim minus Stephanie on the roof of a building, and they all realize it's a trap. Meanwhile, Robin is investigating something, and that's where he sees the file about Bruce being 13 and Alfred being 35. And uh, it, it was like, was the story great? No, I don't really care about this mirror character, but man, it was really good. To, it was really fun to look at. It, it's it's just beautiful.
1: Huge... And, and I, I hasten to say this because the character, again, I don't know why it exists, but Duke doesn't look awful in this. No, <laughs> yeah. Like I might be that they, they they the colors are muted more, so it's not like this. I know he's the signal, whatever that right. is, but you know that yellow isn't just standing out completely out of place and everything. Right. Um. Yeah. No one's talking to you, Duke. Why is Duke? <laughs> what did you like? What, seriously, though, what is Duke's story? I don't, I don't. He just showed up on time.
0: I actually don't even remember. It was a long time ago. Okay. And they, they, they never use him for anything. There's no character development. There's no, they, they give me no reason to care about him. He just sort of is always there in the background. There
1: should be and, like a Duke uh, mini. Do the Duke mini. Change this around. Wasable. No, but one that's good. Not.
0: It's just know. sort of like, other than him being sort of Black Robin, <laughs> there was never really anything mm-hmm. about him. Right. And so they just keep him there in the background.
1: Yeah, like I, don't, not, I don't even know what he does. That doesn't work. He signals. Hey,
0: I don't like the helmet.
1: No. It's almost like Wolverine. Yeah, no, I know, but I was like, well, at least, what, I can't even think about how it looked like before. I like it. It looks ridiculous and everything else. At least it was, at least closer to his, I don't know. It doesn't matter.
0: Anyway, I don't know if this, this guy, Bill Quee, is going to draw this arc or keep drawing, but it was a terrific issue. Yeah. Yeah. Jump, jump on Detective Comics if you're curious at all about what's going on. And also, if you want to help the show, look, we're we're reaching the end of the year. Uh, It's going to be holiday time, pledge drive time. If you thought at all about supporting iFanboy and what we do and all the shows we put out, we put out a lot of shows. We put out uh, eight or nine shows last month. Um, You can do the at patreon.com slash iFanboy. We we appreciate every patron who comes along. Even if you just want to throw a dollar in the pot every month, that really helps. We appreciate all of you. And you're the ones who unlock all the new shows, all the content, all the, the shows we do, the Media MediaSplode show, the explode show, the Talks TalkSplode show. All those shows come out of the patrons' support, and we thank you. The next stretch goal, the next show, would be a G.I. Joe show for the animated series. We, we did that over the course of the lockdown when there were no new comics. People of a certain age really enjoyed it. So if you're of a certain age and you think you might enjoy a show about the G.I. Joe animated series, that's the next stretch goal. And after that is the quarterly barbecue show. Josh is making ribs right now. We could be talking about that on the Quarterly Barbecue Show.
1: I prepared them last night. They will be grilled tonight. I bought a large package of them, so I'm going to have extra ribs.
0: Don't you kind of want to see how we would do a show like that in in the climate we're in? The janky Uh, iPhone (laughs) camera?
1: uh, You know what? Doing it, yeah, probably. That makes sense. Yeah, I I was thinking of producing a segment on rib making. (laughs) Like, and I, I had plan while I cooked last night, I had planned that out. I was like, okay, I clipped the GoPro over there and then.
0: <laughs> so you, you know, that would be the, that would be the kind of problem solving we'd have to do in the new mm. age of the world if I, we hit the next threshold.
1: I don't have, t- I don't have time to do that stuff, but I love, no. I love doing that stuff. <laughs> like <laughs> I, every time I look at the, the, the episodes, the iFanboy, I love video editing. It's the thing I think mm-hmm. I am best at, you know, and, uh. But I don't want to do it.
0: <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's time consuming. I had to do it recently for work, and I was like, "Oh, I forgot how long this takes."
1: Well, there you have to also teach yourself how to do everything again. At least for a little while, we were proficient. Yeah,
0: I was talking. as like, I was using Adobe Premiere again, which is what we use to do our show. And I was like, I, I remember this just enough to be dangerous, <laughs> just enough to screw something up. Because I think see, I, I, knew I don't I
1: mean. have that now. I have Final Cut, which you know kind of is like that, but I have to teach myself all over again. Hey.
0: My previous job, I used Final Cut for some videos, and I hated it because mm-hmm. it was just close enough to Premiere. Yep. but just not where I kept screwing things up because I would use the, the Premiere keys, and it would. Uh,
1: so you didn't anyway. hate it because it was bad. it was just because it was just no. Different I hated it
0: because my yeah. brain was taught on uh, one thing, and it was right. just close enough to not be as quickly as I that's could. that's but that's
1: anyway. that's my only problem with an Android phone. I, I'm sure they're fine, but I, I don't want. I can't.
0: I can't learn that again. It's not going to anyway. Android. <laughs> These are the kind of discussions we have on our weekly, our monthly hangouts, which the, which we had originally were just for the patrons. This year have been for the, everyone. We're going to go back to them just being for the patrons next year, but there's all kinds of benefits to being a patron, including uh, the voting on the patron pick and also uh, ha- doing the hangouts. And we have the our you know our Discord people and our Facebook people and our different groups, and they are at war currently, and uh, it's it's fun. It's a good community. Good people. All that happens at patreon.com slash ifanboy. T-shirts, ifanboy.thirdlist.com, eight designs. Listen, holidays are coming up. You know you want to get your grandmother a Nothing Makes Sense, Nothing Matters shirt or Stay Home and Read Comics shirt. She would appreciate that.
1: I wore oh. both those shirts this week. They're fine shirts.
0: They're good shirts. So those are over at ifanboy.thirdlist.com, ifanboy logo, her, pick up the podcast ratings if one is a lecture or Nothing Makes Sense, Something Matters. Stay Home and Read Comics. We didn't do another new one this year. Listen, life was consumed by... Two things. Nothing makes sense. Nothing matters to stay home and read comics. So that's sort of what we just left it as for now. But as soon as a new shirt idea comes our way, we'll put it up there. And also, there are all kinds of merchandise, not just shirts. But if you want to help us out directly, iFamway.com slash support. As the year comes to the end, if you want to just throw a couple of dollars in the tip jar, we always appreciate that. If you don't want to be a patron, that's totally fine. And iFamway.com slash Amazon for all your Booksplode needs and all your holiday shopping. It's holiday shopping time. We appreciate that all the help we get through all the various means to keep the show going, keeps the bills paid, and we do appreciate it. Thank you very much.
1: Again. Another new book. Dungeons and Dragons at the Spine of the World, number one, by Amy Garcia and A.J. Mendez. I feel like I've seen those names before, but... I've
0: seen Amy Garcia's name for sure.
1: Yeah. uh, A.J.
0: Mendez used to host Extra.
1: (laughs) I I don't even know if that's a joke.
0: It is is a joke. Mendez? AC
1: Slater? Yeah, yeah. He hosted one of those, right? He still does, I think. Okay. I wouldn't know. Uh, yeah, I just, I, again, in sort of like, well, what am I going to read this? Because it, it seemed like it was going to be a really light week for me, and I, tend, I I apparently just added a bunch of things on. And so I saw a Dungeons & Dragons book that was number one, and I thought, well, that could be all right. And it was all right. Just IDW? <laughs> yeah, uh, IDW. And it really is like, there's a thing that happens at the beginning where a bunch of people are killed, and there's one survivor... And then a giant comes out of the woods and picks up the guy who's like a wizard. And then they go into town and they meet a scout. And they form a group and they go on a quest together. It's 100% by the numbers. Uh, but it looked pretty good. Uh, and it, w- it was fun. I-, I might keep reading it. I might keep reading it. It's-, it's just short of being too routine. But it's also so routine in a way that it's- it was kind of comforting.
0: I have no problem with the Dungeons and Dragons book.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: I mean, it's basically Lord of the Rings, but slightly different. But
1: I was when I was a kid, this was like my favorite genre was this sort of sure. swords and sorcery dragon. Uh, um... Did you ever
0: play Hero Quest?
1: Was that a? I, no, me- I never, I never have... played any of them. I played one game of Dungeons and Dragons in my life, no, and I've never been
0: Hero Quest. I think, I think it was called Hero Quest. It was a board game, mm-hmm. but it was basically the same thing. You know, you you could be a barbarian or you could be a wizard or you could be a thief and it was basically like dungeons and dragons but in board game form. I
1: should get onto one of those virtual dungeons and dragons games with people and learn how.
0: I I can get you into one. I know there's a, there's a big one here in LA that that friend of mine runs. She's a DM, she's a GM for it mm-hmm. and it features a rotating cast of comic creators whose names people would know.
1: I uh I'm not experienced, however, I, I can tell you That's what okay. happened. Was somebody bought me the? Uh,
0: They're not the, going to bully you at Dungeons and Dragons. That's I know. The last place you're going to get bullied.
1: They, <laughs> Glendorf. The no. Um. <laughs> somebody bought me the big uh the book the manual at some point, mm-hmm. and I read it like I just read it like you would read a book. And uh and they had I noticed that in Portland, which was the the closest city to me when I was a kid, uh, they were having like a thing, and I went Portland, in Maine. Portland, Maine. Yeah, I had I, I signed up and I went. I was like twelve. And I got like in one of the beginner games, and it starts, and the guy, the DM at the end of the table, like went into character real hard, and I couldn't <laughs> handle it. I was like, "Oh, this isn't for me." You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it, I'm sure there are games where it is for me, but that one was too. Oh, and like, he stared at me. you like,
0: <laughs> there's, I think "There's, I think, there's various degrees of Dungeons and Dragons. Like, our, this yeah. one I believe is more casual. Our buddy Jeff Kanata hosts a show on the caffeine." Streaming network called Dungeon Run, which is they're all in character because they're all like LA actors, and it's great. But there's, you don't I don't think they're all like that.
1: Yeah, I think that. I, is I've the never, case.
0: I never played like full-on campaigns. I think I played a couple of times as a kid, and it, my friends and I played Star Wars role-playing game much mm-hmm. more than we played Dungeons and Dragons, which is the same metric, the same engine of play. It's just with Star Wars characters. I think my so. problem
1: is I, I, I'm very self-aware, and I kind of have to get over myself enough to do those things. But once I do, right. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. Hawkman. Anyway,
0: Hawkman 29 this is the final issue of a surprisingly really good series, especially towards the end. Robert Venditti, Fernando Pissarin, Eau Claire Albert, Jeremy Cox, Rob Lee again. And uh, so, as you may recall, because this was Pick of the Week a couple issues ago, Hawkman, Hawkwoman ha- had their final fight against their nemesis. They came back to life no longer regenerating. Like, they're no longer going to... Uh, be reincarnated throughout the time so this is their final life and they they chose to come back in the past with the justice society so here they've got one more fight against one more bad guy I and mean, maybe the same guy I that was a little unclear Hawkman gets stabbed in the stomach you think he's going to die cuz he can he doesn't he, if he dies he dies and he ends up uh, fighting back and they beat the guy and you know it's sort of your standard sort of final fight with their with your villain they have a nice uh, sweet moment as a couple together, they fly off into the sunset. And then we have sort of like a um, six feet under scenario where we get to see them throughout the years with the justice society, fighting with the green lanterns, fighting in another dimension. And then all of a sudden we jump forward and they're both old with white hair and somehow still alive in the fortieth century. So I don't know whether that that's all about. I guess, they lost their ability to reincarnate maybe, but maybe now they're immortal. But, um, it was just a really sweet ending to these two characters story. I mean, obviously they're not going away, but as their, their book is going away, it was a really nice ending. And I always appreciate a six feet under ending, (laughs) like a a sort of montage of their lives together. And I love the fact that they chose to go back, not in the quote unquote present, but they went back to the, to the forties with the justice society. That was, that was a really smart decision. Cool. And, uh, I just was I was I was really shocked by the ending. Like, Whoa, what, what? And then, so who knows? Maybe they'll show up in Bendis's Justice uh, Legion of Superheroes book.
1: I have uh, a, a, I know what I think is going to happen is that people are going to say, "You guys didn't talk about superhero books at all this week," because I'm talking about all these other books instead, uh-huh. and they're not going to like it if they get what they asked for. That's what I think is going to happen. Let's I,
0: talk about 50-50 this week. That's fine.
1: It's still going to be different. Why do you guys hate Marvel? You watch. Um, I don't <laughs> know. I, I just picked that randomly. Um, Bill and Ted are doomed. Number three came out. Are you you're not? I can't imagine. No, I didn't. This. I didn't keep oh, okay. That, so in the last issue, they were booked uh, at a black metal fest in, in Scandinavia. Uh, where the crowd turns on them because they're false metal. And then this issue, uh, they're sort of all going – at like all the crowd are going after them to kill them, and they find out that they're in like a town that is dedicated to black metal and death to false metal, and Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) and they're running away from the people.
0: I assume that most Scandinavian towns are like that. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, I – I I was I thought it was quite charming and fun. I think because I had watched the movie directly before I read the book before I had a hard time squaring them. But now that yeah. I'm sort of away from that, it's 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 ridiculous. And <laughs> and there's and I had to set my favorite joke of the week is that they are you know they they escape from the the festival not unlike uh, the bus of Stillwater leaves right. after as Mark Maron chases after them, um, right. and then the bus breaks down and and they have to run out in the woods and it at one point, uh Bill says, Run to the hills, and then Ted says, Run for your lives, which is a very low key Iron Maiden joke. And and <laughs> and I laughed. And uh <laughs> it was stupid, but it was it was really so, I, I really I really dug it.
0: They're charming. What are you gonna yep, do? Yep, it was. It was a good time. So we had two Spider Man books. The Amazing Spider Man fifty two and fifty two point L R.
1: I th- I think I didn't realize that. I only read one yeah. of them.
0: Yeah, they both came out this week. The, the LR book was the uh, side characters of Doctor Strange team up with Black Black uh, Cat. Oh, okay.
1: So, right. Okay, so I read 52. I yeah. just thought it was like a repackaging, like one of those director's cuts.
0: No, the, the LRs are the side. You know, Marvel used to do that shit with the dot, whatever. And so they've been doing that for a while with this it's, miniseries. It's terrible. You I, hate this. I hate it.
1: Yeah, no, I didn't even realize that. But the, anyway, the point though is that I have I have tried to hang on through this, and I think I I think I can't do it anymore. This will be the last one of these until you tell me to go back and again. read it, because it was so good for such a long time, and yeah, and and like the last few, I was like, I don't know. And then as we get into this part where you've got the the kindred and everything is sort of dreamy and it's, it's no oh, so you
0: may not know you, you may not know a lot of things because it was in the lr books i believe where it was revealed that it's Harry. they said it's no they,
1: they had said that earlier right. i saw that right. I knew everyone that.
0: assumed it it was like the most easily assumed thing that's been going on lately but and all that, the, i think that's where it was big, the big reveal i think was in one of the lr books.
1: all the spider-man friends are are gross monsters with yeah. disgusting that, that mouths got, that's over now yeah. and it, it, it's it was it's no fun Like that's the part that it should be. It's no fun. It's all just like tortured soul shit, and I just, it's 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 such a it's such a bummer. And I'm just hoping it's just an arc, and then I'll I'll come back around. But I can't.
0: In the the other book, I believe Mary Jane is back. That happened in this one. I don't. I read them back to back. She takes a
1: cab, and the new Mary Jane doesn't go check on Peter. She goes and gets food. (laughs) I was like, oh, so she's inconsiderate now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's a movie star. So obviously, <laughs> I mean, I was—I will say that I was really bummed when uh, Ryan Otley left, but I think Patrick Gleason is terrific. Yeah, no,
1: it's—it's it's,
0: it, great. I think it, he's perfect for this book.
1: It's not a bad comic book. I just don't want this kind of comic no, I, book.
0: I'm not disagreeing with you. I—I yeah. I don't enjoy this this particular arc, but I think the one saving grace for me is I think Patrick Gleason is really terrific. And, yes. I mean, you won't have to talk about it anymore because Peter is killed at the end of this issue. So. Sure, that's that's that that's that it. that always takes. I didn't see it on CNN, but I assume this particular arc is going to go through the rest of the year. By the way, remember so when remember the, when it.
1: that kind of thing made mainstream news? <laughs> well, because he's not
0: really dead, but um, well,
1: I know that. But like either way, they'd be like, "Oh, let's talk about this." As f-. Remember when there would be fun stories on the news sometimes? <laughs> uh,
0: there's six more issues of this arc. It looks like. Jesus Christ. Yeah,
1: that was yeah. the other thing. I think there was a checklist at the end. I was like, yeah. forget it. Forget it.
0: Just So you yeah, you missed know. you've missed uh 3 of these LR books.
1: I read one. I think I read one or two of them and I mm-hmm. I was confused. I was like, what the hell, is Spider-Man? I I didn't I didn't understand the system. And I I guess that's on me, but it shouldn't have
0: to be. It shouldn't have to be hard. So that those are the books. Listen, there's a lot of books this week. I could have talked about How much I enjoyed Superman. I could have talked about how conflicted I was about Injustice Year Zero. I could have talked about—I'm just scrolling through my books here—how much I enjoyed American Vampire more this week. Um, Uh, I'm with you on
1: all of those things. Everything you just
0: said. Flash is like this really strangely solid superhero story that is so so low stakes that it's almost alien in the modern Mm -hmm. age. So it's. There's a lot to talk about, but we can't, we can't talk about it all. We have a format. We have a producer that yells at us if we go over the time. So let's talk about the patron pick. Taskmaster number one from Marvel Comics was the patron pick. Patrons over at patreon.com slash ifanboy. We mentioned you guys earlier, and every single patron can vote to add a book to the rundown. Any level any level you give gives you access to the voting mechanism. And this issue was written by Jed McKay, and art by Alessandro Vitti, was called by Guru Effects and Lo- Joe Lasagna. <laughs> <Is that>? Caramagna, <laughs> yep, is the letterer. I can't make those jokes because Ron's not here.
1: Joey Lasagna, I guarantee uh, you, somebody calls him Joey Lasagna.
0: Well, he's from Jersey, right? I mean, he wouldn't be offended
1: by that. Although he'd rather be called Joey Donuts. So, well, that's fine too. Oh mm-hmm. Donuts. That's a good
0: mom um, name. Taskmaster number one. We make a lot of Taskmaster jokes on the show because a he's got a fun power set, mm-hmm. and b. He has one of the all-time great, dumb, awesome costumes,
1: it, 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 and that's the key. Like it's dumb. Like it's really like a mishmash of everything that people thought was cool about costumes in
0: 1971. And the thing is, so I saw this coming out. Jed McKay, I believe, wrote Black Cat. He wrote one of those yes. books.
1: Yes, yes, yes. One, that was one it. of
0: those one of those fringe books. And again, we talked about this last week. Marvel strength is on the fringe. It's on the fringe books. It's on the smaller characters.
1: I, I, which, which you know, that's what it was originally. You know, it's like, hey, how about superheroes with, with real problems? Like, they were fringe characters, and then they, right. they changed
0: into icons, but that's well, that was the deal. And so, I'm finding all, most of my enjoyment there. Not all of it, but most of it. So, here, I, question for you. Were you going to read this book without the patron pick? I definitely would have read this book without the patron yeah, pick. Yeah, I'd actually, in fact, already read it before the patrons picked it. Um, so, the conceit here is, I, I, first of all, I love the opening scene where there's a fourth annual <laughs> Mafia celebrity doubles. Magia. Double in, in New Jersey. Well, yeah, it's the Mafia. In New Jersey. And the <laughs> I like the idea that they hire supervillain ringers. So, one guy's got Bullseye and the other guy's got Taskmaster who's been watching Tiger Woods videos and Jack Nicklaus videos. And <laughs> that was just a funny joke. And then... Someone tries to kill Taskmaster, and he gets away, and we find out that someone has supposedly murdered Maria Hill and framed Taskmaster for it, and so now Black Widow's trying to kill him. That's the person who tried to kill him at the golf course, and so not Nick Fury's helping him because he knows that Taskmaster didn't do it. So it's it's, it's like spies on the run story with Taskmaster in the middle of it. It's,
1: it's Midnight Run.
0: Yes, kind of, yes.
1: Yeah. Um. All, all those this was this this might have been my pick of the week if if not like it was close i, I yeah. went I went between them i i it was just stupid fun and i i I think the character is very silly and and he gets played in a bunch of different ways like he can be played as like insanely uh uh ruthless efficient killer yeah. or he gets played as the listen I is just a job I get hired for, you know, but he's gonna do it you know in this he's much more self aware. Um, and there was a lot of. I thought there was a lot of really good dialogue and sort of funny jokes. At one point, like Jen
0: McKay's good. Yeah, no, it's
1: it's, it's yeah. Terrific. At one point, um, <laughs> Bullseye calls him store brand. <laughs> it's, like, it's,
0: it's really funny.
1: He's just an imitation. He's like right. he's generic cola. <laughs> but, you know, and, and Nick Fury shows up and, and he, you know, he's calling him Tony. And I'm like, it, that brings everything right down to that level. And it's like that thing where, you know, one side, one guy's on one side or another, but they're kind of colleagues. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea that, you know, like the big bad, quote unquote, in this book is, is the Black Widow. Right. And you know, like, he's concerned that she's after him. And, and I like that that sort of gives her her due in that way. Have you ever known her to stop coming? No? Okay. You, you know, and then they have, they, their goal is they have three things, that, three people that they have to get, get to, which is G.I. Yeah. Joe. I it's mean, it's fun. it's every, you know, cliche that is great about 80s superhero stories.
0: And done really well. Yes. Uh, it, so for me, the, the calibration in the beginning, and it didn't take long, was to, what you said, was that I'm used to, like, ruthless, scary Taskmaster. Like, when he shows up, it's scary. So, like... Kind of jokey, hapless taskmaster. At first, I was like, "What?" But then I, you know, got over that pretty quickly. Yeah. So that was the only thing I had to recalibrate. Otherwise, I really enjoyed this issue. Yeah, it's I mean, fun. It's it was a ton of fun.
1: It, like the art was perfect for it. I don't know if I would have loved this art on. No. Like if if the art was trying to be, if it was on a really serious book. I would think it would be overblown. But the fact that it's a little goofy, I think it works really well with this.
0: Um, yeah. I don't. I didn't love it. I think there's a couple of weird faces, but um, it 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 works for what what it needed to do. You're right. Like if this was on like Captain America, I wouldn't like it. Right. But, um, it works here.
1: Um, I like. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fish out of water sort, and it's oddly like the guy's super competent. He can do whatever anybody else does if he sees it. Although they've added levels to it here. Like can mm-hmm. you do their body language? Well, for this kind of thing I'd have to see them in person and not video. And I was like, Well, that's a really interesting little bit. Um, you know, and if you look at the, the cover also <laughs> like he has facial expressions under the skull. <laughs> like when yeah. he seeers it, it's the black widow, his face is like, Oh, <laughs> it's it it's which is silly. Which is which yeah. is letting us be silly. The cover for the next issue has um is that Hyperion? I think uh, so. Yeah, Squadron Supreme the, uh, Guy. Some, yeah. You know, he's holding him by the neck way up in the air. You know, he, guy's in over his head, you know. This guy oh, yeah. who's super competent, you know, he's gonna find the level of being, and that that turns it into like an action comedy.
0: Well, he's you know he's Marvel's Deathstroke, the Terminator, right? Yeah. So that this is like doing a, a silly comedy with Death Deathstroke. Now, would I want him to be like that all the time? No. no. But for this particular miniseries, it's fine. It was it was super you fun. Know? I I had a great
1: time reading it, and it wasn't because it was like great. You know, it wasn't like, wow, this is amazing.
0: It was just fun. Yeah. Super fun. So Taskmaster, I assume it's going to be a six-issue miniseries. I just assume everything is. Uh, are you sticking with this for the duration?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I can't say it's for the duration for sure, but I, probably.
0: I'm <laughs> yeah. um, as well. What's the ratings on Taskmaster number one? Ratings out of mm-hmm. five. Ratings. I
1: feel like there's an objective rating and there's a Josh rating. Yeah,
0: just gonna... give it whatever, you, whatever your rating is. It doesn't okay, matter. It's, say, all, it's all subjective.
1: I'm giving it a four. I'm going four. I think four as well. Yeah.
0: It's super fun. So there you go. Patreon.com slash iFanboy. That's where you can go to vote to add a book to the rundown. Every patron can vote. But if you give it the $5 or higher level, you get your own patron power live on the show like these two.
1: Jonathan Sturm mm. Sturm, and his friend Drang um, no, just, <laughs> uh, always has an appropriate and impressive quotation for a given situation. He, okay so hey we've got to pay this bill well i believe it was samuel johnson who said and then he would he would, like it's 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 impressive you know he will he will be yeah. like uh well it, it was proust i believe who spoke that uh well so as, he's not
0: just like uh you know one of those people he's just it's it's, it's a power
1: it's a thing. It comes natural, but I mean the key the key to a quotation like that is to not sound as if you're being uh, impressive, but to have, have it actually be apropos and give context right. and and wisdom, and that's what it does. It would be right. you know, well, uh, King Baudouin, uh thought about this in a certain way. Was that he and and the people listening would be like, it oh, really doesn't makes a lot of sense. It's not. Question. It's not like this guy. Ugh.
0: Yes. Is it? It's not all just famous quotes or famous people, is it?
1: Appropriate,
0: appropriate,
1: appropriate, and impress. I mean, it's not just like I mean, I guess like uh, Bill from the Jiffy Mart said, you know, but only if it was it was truly enlightening. I think. And listen, he hasn't read all these books. He's not. He just knows them. He's not like up on William Butler Yeats Mm -hmm. to the fullest extent. It just it comes from within him this uh, accumulation of human knowledge uh, from some of the greatest minds.
0: Only in quote form. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He's maybe dumb as a hammer otherwise.
0: (laughs) I'm not saying you are, Jonathan. We just don't know. Well, (laughs) Stephen A.M. His power is that he has prehensile eyelashes. So they they can stretch out and he can swing with them. He could smack you in the face. He grabs something from a counter. He's, He's got prehensile eyelashes.
1: Alright. Do they yeah. grow? Do they retract?
0: Yeah, they, they retract back in. Okay. So, like, we'll say they go, like, 50 feet. And so he could, he could swing through the city in his eyelashes.
1: I wonder what that looks like.
0: It's, it's disturbing.
1: In a cutaway form, like, where they retract to. Like, do they right. stay in a straight line and go down his back, or do they bunch up? In which roll case, in,
0: like on a, on a roll bar,
1: I think that's the best way to go. It's it's efficient yeah. because if it was just a bunch, you could get a tangle, and that's going to lead to the mother of all ingrown hairs.
0: Well, you you know, someone could th- theoretically could step on it while they're out, and he'd be stuck. <laughs> 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 and they the things they they look fine, but they're they're strong. Let me ask you this:
1: What <laughs> what kind of sound do they make when they're coming in and out? Is there a <laughs> slurpy? <kind> of, <laughs> Cause there's moisture involved with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Especially he's been crying. You know, God. You know, I'm
1: I'm a little messed up in terms of the body horror right now because I've been watching The Americans, and and uh, they're in this area where they're doing gross shit, like they fold up a lady and put her in a suitcase, and then and then and then Philip yanks a tooth out of what's her name's head, and like the sounds (laughs) and those those episodes are back to back, and the sounds of that are like they really got to us.
0: It often is the sounds. Oh People yeah, yeah, because they didn't they don't show
1: support. well they they did show the, the legs getting oh Tommy Schlami directed that 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 um tooth pulling scene. Yeah. So on the one hand I was impressed, and on the other hand I was like, please don't manipulate me. This is awful. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Patreon.com slash that that's where you can go and give a uh, five dollars or higher and you can get on superpower live on the show, thanks to Jonathan and Steven. Hope you enjoy your powers. So now you decide we're at the edge.
1: No, we can do it. We did, we left this for last week, so let's let's
0: Aaron A from Texas. Since you guys have had one of the most popular comic book podcasts for almost two decades, have you ever thought about your influence in the comic in this community? Do you ever have creators or companies ask you for input on stories or directions? Have you ever felt like creators are trying to get your attention with characters or ideas to try to get into the weekly pick? Also, uh, also, this is totally different. Hypothetically, if the mafia existed in New York, which we all know they don't, Are there any shows, books, or podcasts you could recommend that document their modern involvement and influence in crime? Bonus question. Wow. Do you think iFanboy has any influence on the organized crime (laughs) in New York, or does it have any influence on the iFanboy organization? (laughs) Senator? (laughs) I plead the fifth. (laughs) What was he into that he had two wildly divergent ideas that he threw into one email?
1: You know what it tells me? It tells me he's been thinking about both of those things for a long time. Yeah, and even if he wasn't necessarily aware of them midforming and he went to write this, and it just, it just came out. Who was the guy who who testified in the Kefarver hearings? Who like had the glasses on, and he just went and he told them everything? Velacci, I, I think it was. Yes, it was Joe Velacci.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, that's great. Oh wow,
0: where did I pull that from?
1: I, I mean, like, what's funny is that I couldn't think of the name, and then you said it, and I was like, Joe Valacci. I knew <laughs> what you meant. It's just from growing up Cause, in And York. it's hard to get—you don't want to get Joe Valacci mixed up with Joe Profaci, which right. is a different thing. Okay, so we probably don't think about the influence we have on the comic community. I think there was a time, probably in the late 2000s, where— People would try to get our attention more. It doesn't really happen at all anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. the the world has changed. Yeah, I mean when we started, uh, things are different now than when they were. When we were like a full on going, you know, concern with with seven shows a week and a daily website and daily content on the website and and podcasts were new and. The com the comics community was really embracing them and trying to you know that we had a lot more interaction with the, with the professional community then than we do now. We it's just it's a different the world is different and also what we do is different. Yeah, um, we I used mean, to we used to see them all regularly at shows. Yeah. You know, seven eight times a year at comic conventions and or you know when we lived in New York we'd go to the offices for you know for me to meet the PR team for whatever mm-hmm. reason and. This is a different, it was a different world. Uh, You know, no, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's, I don't think any of that happens now. I don't think anyone's trying to get our attention. I don't think anyone's trying to. I um,
1: I think, I think people are still aware of it. I think, I know that people still listen or did, but it's not the same. I mean, like we formed, it was honestly, it was, it was largely more about, we formed a lot of personal relationships that were just helpful in a bunch of ways. But it mm-hmm. wasn't influ It was I can think of one guy who kind of does that and cares about it. Um,
0: even he's given up to a certain extent. I had one. Yeah, there was one guy for a while who, and this is a long. This is this is at least ten years ago, or t- it was ten years ago, who would occasionally run ideas past me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't. You know, that was, was a very unusual thing, and I would be. I was very uncomfortable by it. Well, that, that literally just what, what I said. Just happened. yeah. It the...
1: Well, it says companies or whatever, but you know, yeah. it's...
0: companies would never do that. No, no, no never, never, never. never.
1: Um, and single no problems with that, they could never do that. And, he, and it's and it's interesting because the people who I know and I, I haven't seen anybody in forever, and I'm off social media now for the most part. So I'm friendly with some folks. I've text. There's a couple of people who like I can talk to directly, but uh, it's it, like what we do here. Uh, it tends to be very separate from that thing. Like I have one guy who I consider to be a pretty good friend, and he respects. You know, like if we give a really good review to something, he's like, "Oh, you really?" Because he knows that when we say something on the show, we really
0: mean it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Um, it's just it's a different uh, yeah. the separation. It, it's just different. The the we are different. We are not running into these people all the time. We're not mm-hmm. talking to them all the time. It's 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 not that way anymore, mm-hmm. which is fine. I don't think we should be having those conversations. I don't think people should no. be trying to get our attention, folks. <laughs> I don't think.
1: People have always been pretty damn respectful, and I can think of a handful, you know, count on one hand, where somebody at a social event and somebody, like, tried to pitch to me, and, and honestly, like, that turns me off from them forever. Like, I can think of mm-hmm. one guy, and he came up to me right away with, like, the hard pitch for the thing. two guys, mm-hmm. and, and I think of it every time I see their name on something, and I don't like it. It doesn't mean I don't give it a fair shot or whatever. Um, and it's been good work, but bad work also from, from those folks.
0: I mean, it's a very small community. Yes. So in the beginning, when when we when this was a new thing and we were, you know, one of the bigger names in the beginning and we had a lot of output and, you know, it was a different world. Mm-hmm. And now it's like com- podcasts have been around for 15 years now. So it's just part of the, you know, we're part of the background. So the,
1: the, I would say the only way that that affects what we do here um, is relationships with people um they help me with the interview podcasts because a i oh, can be sure. like hey yeah. introduce me to so and so you know and then b if i have a good relationship with somebody and they're on the podcast it's better it's more uh, i'm fun. not saying we
0: don't have relationships i'm yeah. just saying no one's trying to no no one's trying, no one's writing for us or to get our attention in there might be occasionally a joke or reference obviously yeah. these things have happened we've been we've been murder victims in a batman book we we were in the background of Green Arrow, Green Arrow, Green Lantern, like Green Arrow, Black Canary, like I'm those a, things have happened. I, I'm
1: I'm an officially named Star Wars system,
0: right? But no one's no one's like I'm going to write the story because Josh is really going to like it. Like or, I mean, if they do, it's just well, I have someone there Josh was... knows and someone Josh knows it and it's a joke. But it's not like yes. the ones really. Doing I've it, had it.
1: that happen. I had a, I saw a Jaws joke in a book and I was like, is that for me? They're like, yes, and I was like,
0: that's awesome. Well, the joke is one thing. And no one's yep. writing an arc. Yep. No one's writing a story arc of a. Absolutely think, not.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah. What's, what's interesting is that there's a couple of guys who are. Fairly successful now, and they were they were fa- they stopped listening. They were like, I can't listen anymore. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. So no,
0: uh, but yeah. I mean, the, the last question, the last two questions. First of all, there's no mafia. There's no mafia. So there's nothing that could or- that, that could influence us or vice versa.
1: You know, we don't have to say that because because we're not Sicilian, we can't be involved anyway. Right. So we're not we're not su- we're not subject to omerta. Were that a real thing?
0: Listen, as we all used to live in New York, and now, now we don't. What does that tell you? <laughs> what have we fled? What did we have to flee?
1: My real name uh. is Alfonso <laughs> Ricardo Rero.
0: Um, Josh is currently reading a book about the mafia. Yeah,
1: I'm listening to an audiobook book of oh. uh, Selwyn Rabb's Five Families, um, which is very in depth, and it sort of goes through the whole history of the American mafia um from the inception sort of around the time of it didn't really get going until prohibition um yeah, and it, so it that, really so
0: that was the juice that got
1: yeah it really goes into the 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 five families of new york specifically and and how the lineage of those happens and how they work and what the folks are like it is it is it is riveting it is totally fascinating
0: and and you name the five families
1: uh i keep doing this in the middle of i'm like okay cuz they change they change names so yeah. um Gambino, Colombo, uh um Lucchese. Ooh, I can name the original five bosses, but now that they changed from there. I, and then I kind of forget cuz I Banano. Banano, but okay, that stayed Banano.
0: It's still Banano, yeah. Okay,
1: cuz he 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 yeah. left. He retired. He was forced into retirement. Uh I always forget the fifth one. Yeah. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um that book's really good as a, an overview. Um, I can't. What was the name of that? Is it Mafia Wars? You sent me a book. Mafia War, yeah. Mafia, Mafia war. war.
0: Wars. Uh,
1: I, I will look it up before the end of the show so we can we can say it. But um, it's about the garbage carting industry, which mm-hmm. sounds like the most uninteresting thing on earth, by the way. Um, but it's well, about it's, one,
0: it's it's one of the things that that. Brought them down temporarily. Yeah, and or at least took them down a notch. Was s- the, was the carting, losing the carting.
1: Yeah, and and but but even so, like the idea of what the influence of these people is on the everyday lives of New Yorkers, and then also how that expands out. And and this is a very specific thing is garbage carting, and I had no idea. Yeah. How so how uh, invasive? Take um, down, take down, take down. Yes, the book is called the take "Fall of the down. Last Mafia Empire." yeah you by, go.
0: Written by the undercover cop who yep. uh, got involved in that situation. That was and, a great book.
1: Yeah, and 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 boy, I mean, like the, the all the ways that it it has infiltrated and affected and cost just regular people all over the place uh, is really fascinating. And and as you like in Five Families, there's all these people who show up who's who are still in our lives today. You know, like Giuliani. You know comes from from those investigations and, and see what has happened to him in yeah, that period he made, it,
0: he made his bones
1: Robert muller uh is in through there uh the, you know the, like you see uh anthony Quinn and and Mickey rourke were, were came and sat in the in the galley for uh you know John Gotti's trial on his side to support like it's all these these crazy things
0: oh I still remember when I was in high school in Queen's when he was on trial. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it in one class. I don't remember. It, must have, it was probably like history class or some government class or whatever. And, and uh, I still remember this one girl named Holly. Super Queens. Super nice. Super Queens. Mm-hmm. He's just a nice man. I don't know why they're bothering him. Yep. It's just like and I, me not being from Queens, mm-hmm. but going to high school in Queens. I was like, oh, whoa, whoa. Yeah. All right. This is where we are. Um, Bonanno, Colombo, Gambino, Genovese. Lupino. Genovese there
1: it yep. is um yeah and I yeah I I've, I learned a ton about it so I'm, I'm sort of knee deep in that right now and it's, it's really interesting um uh, you know what I actually just watched The Irishman again
0: I've and, had that by the way I've had that book on my shelf for a while um it keeps, it keeps taunting me I
1: sent you one of those books
0: I think you sent me this one
1: okay yeah. um and and it, it's because we talked about Goodfellas a lot, and actually, we ta- in, in the Goodfellas Minute podcast, we really talk about a lot of this stuff. So that that
0: yeah. By the way, if you are interested at all in, in this conversation, Aaron or anyone else, and you're interested in the mafia, we did a whole podcast called Goodfellas Minute, in which we talked about Goodfellas one minute at a time, and a lot of the mafia history because it was all yeah you know, based on real life, supposedly.
1: Um. Oh. Anyway. Uh. Goodfellas is a very good idea about uh sort of the street level. Mafia, how it works, what those guys are like, what it is. I mean, it's dramatized. And then The Irishman is sort of a top-down sort of thing, like how it works at at, at governmental and systemized in large levels. Um, In fact, in many ways, it's a better movie in that way, sort of teaching you how those things... Because all of it was real. Like, all those people are real. The murder of Joe Gallo, all that stuff. Um, Anyway, I want to go back to Spark Steakhouse, is
0: what I'm getting at. That was... One of the best steak dinners we ever had is at Sparks. Yep. For me, I was one of the, that's the one I think about the most. Mm-hmm. Great atmosphere, great steak, great night. Nobody was murdered outside.
1: When this is over, we're doing that. I, like, you come <laughs> out, I'll drive down.
0: Like for... We used to, when you all lived, lived near each other, at the end of the year, our, our fanboy tradition was in December, me and Josh Moran would go get steak dinner to celebrate the year. And we'd always go to, go to a different steakhouse in New York, and the, one of the best ones was Sparks.
1: Where Paul Castellano was brutally murdered outside of it. In the 80s. It's by John
0: Gotti's people. Yeah. All right. Contactedifanboy.com. Aaron wrote us in. If you have comics questions or apparently mafia questions, we can answer them. Uh, Contactedifanboy.com. Thanks for writing in.
1: Also, if either Connor or I should disappear, call the FBI. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've said too much. Did you know that like nobody even acknowledged it was a real thing until the 70s? And then yes, nobody even did anything joke. until the 80s. That is amazing.
0: That's the joke. Those there's no mafia.
1: Oh my god! I hadn't realized that that was actually true. Yes, and that's completely J. Edgar Hoover's fault. Yeah, it was a whole thing. Anyway, actually, the Kennedys try to do something about it,
0: and then yeah, you, the Ken- s- Kennedys try to get him, and that's you know you the Timmy Turner's the- the- brother,
1: <laughs> oh. uh, Salvatore. Uh, what's his name? The
0: Miami guy. Dunnett. Oh. The, well, was the Traficante guy. Salvatore Traficante Jr. Traficante and the guy in um Chicago.
1: Oh uh, Sam Gian, Sam Giancana, who is who Giancana. is dating a girl at the same time that Kennedy was. Yep. Same girl. Uh okay. Talk Did, about pressure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about ego. Yeah. Uh are we on the announcements? Is that we're on the announcements. Okay. Yeah. Be, t- be be too bad if something would happen happened to your podcast. Uh, there is a uh, booksload that this will probably be the last time we talk about that. Uh, that Connor and I did on Pulp by Sean Phillips and uh, uh, Ed Brubaker, okay. and it is a lovely uh, sort of western, uh, but not a western, western but, but aged skin. western person, uh, early early century crime stuff, be- really beautiful. Animated... One of our unique western stories you're yes. going to read. Animated Brain Trust uh, did Batman Death in the Family, um, for your crowbar needs. Yep. And our last media explode was Ted Lasso and, and and other assorted things that we talked about, but mostly the fact that, that Ted Lasso is the panacea that we need for Broken World can I, right now.
0: Can I just say that one of the most rewarding things oh, yeah. that's happened this year is several people watched Ted Lasso based on that show. They talked mm-hmm. about it in the Discord chat, on Facebook. We've gotten emails, several people, and they're all like, this is the best. And that makes me so happy because sure. they wouldn't have watched it otherwise. That's all I care about right now. Is watching. People should watch Ted. Last I almost watched, Started watching it again last night, but I was like, no. There's I got other things to watch. I've watched it twice. <laughs> well, like so one and a half times. This is November. We're at the end of the year. It's time to talk about the holiday schedule because the people are new to the show. They may not know that there's a, there is a holiday schedule. So I believe one, two, three, four. There's only four more picks of the week shows for this year. Four more. So here's what we've got look going on at some point, maybe there'll be a talk explode at shows uh, the next yeah
1: I'm, I'm working hang- on it.
0: The next hangout will be November 21st uh, and then we have the pick of the week 758 on, on November 22nd and then we have our media explode show on November 27th and then two weeks of picks of the week 759 760 on November 29th and December 6th. And then our final bookload show of the year will come out on December 10th. We'll have our final Hangout of the Year on December 12th. We'll have our final Pick of the Week of the Year on December 13th. That's three things happening within four days. And then the All Media Year in Spectacular show, which will take the place of the final Media explode show and is our traditional wrap-up show we've done since the very first year of this show, will come out on December 20th, and then we'll be off for two weeks. No shows again until... Pick Seven sixty-two comes back on January tenth. So you expect that is people
1: the... to take notes during this part, or
0: I'm just I'm just saying that's in <laughs> case you're wondering that's what's going to happen the rest of the year. We take the last two weeks, the, fir- the last week off, and the first week off for a holiday time with our families, and then we come back fresh, re- reinvigorated, and loving comics again. With a huge pile
1: of backlog, so every week we have to read for
0: twice as long. Well, that's you. I, I read as they come out.
1: You're no. you are you are not a man with the responsibilities that I am, my friend.
0: I actually don't always read. I think last time it was like I, I I took a whole week off and then I read two weeks. I, don't I
1: read I read like piecemeal, but I usually don't catch up. Is what I do. I'm like, oh, I'll just read a book here and there, which is very nice. But usually, there's so much that by the time we start doing shows again, I still have to double up.
0: Anyway, that's that's the holiday schedule. We'll 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 keep updating it every week towards the end. But I want to make sure everyone aware of what's going coming out for the rest of the year. And we'll be back and having fun.
1: Get the iFanboy.com to find all of our podcasts. You can comment on the shows. You can look at all the backlog stuff. You can see every podcast we did and every article ever. I'd say, you know, it's it's worth just searching Jimski and and reading what people used to get mad about before. There were things to get mad about. Uh, You can find out what the Pick of the Week is before the show comes out by liking Facebook.com slash iFanboy and following at iFanboy on Twitter and at iFanboyComics on Instagram, which also features the best of the week in panels, etc. We are only on Instagram, Connor and myself at this point, for the time being. He is C.S. Kilpatrick, and I am J.A. Flanagan. Uh, Yeah, no, if you were on Facebook, I didn't unfriend you. I unfriended everybody. I unfriended Facebook. So that's why. Yeah,
0: I... You know, I haven't used Facebook in years other than to do the uh, iFanboy stuff. I'm in the process of probably also leaving it. Yeah. So that may mean also that the facebook.com slash iFanboy goes away as well just because there'll be no one to update it. So that may be a thing that happens. I don't know. I also wanted to mention because I saw it when I went to post the pic that many people are asking us questions on Twitter. And since Josh and I are not on it regularly, we don't see them. It's not that we're ignoring you; we just don't see them. So, again, the best way, always, 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 is to get your question answered is email at contact@ifanboy.com. We I see that every day. I have an alert on my phone every time I get a new email. I get I see it. So, um, we're just not on Twitter. So if you ask questions to ifanboy, we're we're there updating announcements, but we're not on it, so we just don't see your questions. Yeah.
1: Uh, you can subscribe to our YouTube page at youtube.com ifanboy and as we, we go through the old uh, video show re-uploads this past week you could watch a mini on the pick of the week uh, which was Justice League of America number 20 written by uh, Dwayne McDuffie yeah, yeah it was and that gives you an idea about how long ago that was um, and then there's a show Why Do We Love Superheroes? Mm-hmm. where we and theoretically explore the idea of why we love superheroes
0: why do people love them? and also The WonderCon 2008 show, why is that notable? It's our first high-definition show. Oh! So the transition from...
1: WonderCon 2008 is really the big turning point for us. Because that was the first show I did after uh, I quit my job, and you and I were doing it full-time. Like, that was the the thing.
0: Right. And then soon after, I think, the... um, That was the Darwin. Minis start. Yep. So anyway, that's the first HD show. I remember... When we started uploading these shows that the patrons unlocked to YouTube, someone's comment on one of the first shows was like, I remember your show looking better. It didn't start looking better until this episode because that's when HD happened. Well, also,
1: people didn't expect it to look better because we didn't have, you know, like, SD wasn't unusual then. Now, in retrospect, it looks
0: much worse, but, you know, that was just... Right, well, the point is now it starts looking slightly better. Yeah. Even if the camera equipment is not as good as what, what some random fucking YouTuber has now in their house, but mm-hmm. um, and much bigger and heavier. That's true. But but you can find those shows at uh, youtube.com slash ifanboy. It's a lot of fun uh, seeing the old content, seeing the old shows for me. It's like, oh, right, that one. I remember that one. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes it's like, we did a show about that. Look at those chillins. (laughs) (laughs) Why are they wearing shorts? If you like the show, write a review or leave a star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a great way to help uh, our show. Any podcast you listen to. Um, leaving a rating or, or review is is a great way to help them. Helps people find shows. Helps the algorithm uh, make it available for people. It, it's all an algorithm game. We're just playing it, and that's one way to help us. And uh, even better than that, to tell your friends. Word of mouth is a great way to help spread uh, the fanboy word. And we do appreciate everyone who recommends the show. Um, we do appreciate that. And we're we're done.
1: You know, you know what's hard about trying to game the algorithm? Mm. I'm not sure what an algorithm is.
0: If you play the algorithm game, you lose.
1: <laughs> you win or you no. You win or you die. You just
0: lose. You oh, lose. Yeah. Okay. There's no winning the algorithm game, but we play it anyway, because that's what else are we gonna do? <laughs> we're all slaves to the algorithm. Alright, that's that's our happy note for the show. There is no mafia, we're all playing the algorithm game, and I'm Connor. I'm Josh.